and welcome back to Theory for Turntables, the TFT podcast. I'm Ryan. That's Matt. Hey, Matt, all I want for Christmas is you. Oh, Ryan, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Kalikimakaka, and Happy Kwanzaa, because it's all the same. Oh, and we are not alone. In the spirit of inclus- uh, inclusivity, uh, we are joined by TFT Punk correspondent Rachel D. Rachel D., Feliz Navidad. That's Spanish for Merry Christmas. Well, thank you, because that is a thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> and and yes. for the, from, the, from the, the bottom of my punk heart, Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> Man, I, I, you know, I think the one thing that we will definitely say uh, is Mele Kalikimaka, because <laughs> Mele Kalikimaka is on not one, not two, but three 2016 Christmas albums that we are discussing here today. Uh, it appears on Tis the Season, uh, Jimmy Buffett's second Christmas album and 29th <laughs> studio album overall. <laughs> uh, it appears on uh, She and Him's Christmas Party, uh, which I believe is their sixth album and their second Christmas, Christmas album. album. Um, and, uh, and, it, and it appears on Casey Musgraves A Very Casey Christmas, uh, which I believe is her third major label album, um, first Christmas album. Yeah, Mele Kaliki uh, Maka is not only a thing to say, but also a song to sing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I just a, a brief will actually. I think because of the way the, the uh, capitalization works that jimmy buffett album isn't called tis the season it's called tis the sea son son <laughs> tis the sea son i'm not a season man i'm a sea son man <laughs> i really fucked that up <laughs> I, just, I, I just got sea sunned by you uh, there um i think i think that you're right uh i i think I think you're. I, I think that that is absolutely true. Now that I'm looking at uh, the album cover, which features uh, that uh, pronunciation with the uh, both both s's in C Sun uh, uh, capitalized, uh, it also features nearly 70 year old Jimmy Buffett yes. on his stand up uh, paddleboard with his two uh, Cavalier King Charles Spaniels. Um, yeah, Jimmy Buffett, uh, who is a, a Christmas baby, he turns 70 years old. On Christmas Day, 2016, um, and so this is a a great way to uh, uh, to honor the birthday of the greatest uh, man born on Christmas, Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Uh, that is Jimmy Buffett is truly the resun for the season. <laughs> um, and so we are going to, I mean, in case, as you know, we've been building this up for a while. Uh, this is uh, the fourth annual uh, theory for turntables ruins Christmas. Uh, and every year we, we ruin it harder and more elaborately. Uh, and, and it is truly the highlight of my year. year. Um, and, and uh, so uh, go ahead and uh Pause this recording if you have not listened to um, Christmas Party, A Very Casey Christmas, and Tis the Sea, Son. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then join us back here after you have, uh, cr- uh, have fully, fully Christmased yourself, have you, uh, have you fully Christmas self-immolated uh, after this word from our commercial sponsors. Hey, baby, is it cold outside? Ooh, it sure is. It's so chilly. Well, why don't you take yourself down to the Margaritaville Beach Resort in Hollywood Beach, Florida? Wow. Somewhere warm and festive yeah. at the same time? Yeah, absolutely. We'll be uh, sprinkling good tidings and cheer with some Margaritaville branded margarita salt. Uh, down at the the Margaritaville Beach Resort in Hollywood Beach, Florida, where you and your fellow ha- parrot heads can walk around in your flip flops, hang your cowboy hat on the back of a lounge chair, and stroll among the palm trees. Wow! Instead of getting drunk on Christmas Eve at a bar in Framingham, I could do that in Hollywood, Florida. <laughs> and you won't freeze your ass off, Margaritaville. Come for the margaritas. Stay for the cultural hom- homogeneity. And we're back, Ryan. I have a question. 
I'm I'm so glad you do. It's truly the greatest Christmas gift of all. <laughs> <laughs> it's the gift of the Magi. Matt's going to ask you a question that you can't answer. Because I, I gave away that answer to for my question that I was going to ask to Matt. <laughs> oh, so sad! <laughs> um, Ryan, uh... This this uh this Ryan Sheely <laughs> with his uh with his desire to ruin Christmas for me every year with his subjecting me to uh to the Bright Eyes Christmas album and others uh with with his uh selection of these records every year is he actually secretly a Jimmy Buffett fan? <laughs> the answer is a qualified yes. <laughs> um, because I guess all these years what I've learned is that I was actually on the inside. I was just wasting away in Margaritaville. Um, so, so well, yes. Yeah, I mean, any, any straight-edge person in Margaritaville would be wasting away because there's no source of nourishment yeah, other than margaritas. It's just, it's just salt. You're, like, a straight-edge person in Margaritaville only eats salt. Well, uh, otherwise, Coco notice, Lopez, like the pina colada crap. Goes. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, right, Margaritaville for straight-edge people is you're just consuming dehydrated tears, uh, <laughs> which is salt. It chasing it with limes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mar- yeah actual margar- margaritas are hydrated tears. That's the difference. <laughs> That's yeah, the difference. Exactly. Um, and so I really, uh, I mean, and I don't know, uh, really is such an interesting thing here um, because that, that I am very, A, was much more compelled by the Jimmy Buffett uh, Christmas album than I expected to be, and then I'm a, a bit more compelled by the Jimmy Buffett story than I um, than I uh, expected to be. Um, so I've not listened to a lot of Jimmy Buffett, um, and uh, and and I once I I saw this, I I just laughed with I cackled with glee uh, upon discovering that Jimmy Buffett had a new a new Christmas album uh, to 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 troll you with, um, and then uh, and then as I looked at well what else was out there, uh, assembled she and him and Casey Musgraves um, around that, and I think what's I think that what is interesting about the Jimmy Buffett um, Christmas album is that, like, what I will posit is that it is weirdly the most for real of these three Christmas albums. Um, and I, you, I would have expected that title to go what? to what? <laughs> what? Casey Musgraves has Willie fucking Nelson. <laughs> Yeah, on a song on, on yeah, but so here's the thing. Like on a song that is like a weird pointless pun, pun about a Willie, Willie Nelson's a name and kind of weird th- tossed off references, like very very buried references to pot. Like all of the pot punches are pulled um uh, on the on the Willie Willie Christmas song. Yeah. Like I want some if you're if you're getting Willie uh Willie Nelson on your Christmas album, that better be some outlaw Christmas country. Right? <laughs> um and and i think that like weirdly like the jimmy buffett christmas album ends up falling i mean it's interesting i'm not going to say it's more it is more country in a way and i think this is the thing that i learned about jimmy buffett in kind of reading about him today and listening to actually some of his earlier music is that his roots are in nashville um and are in country music and um and he sort of uh after two albums that were more straight ahead country albums um in the early 70s uh and a divorce he kind of fl- he fled to key west um and started uh and started writing what is uh, what i guess he described or others have described as golf and western right and so it and when you listen to that and and i i've listened a bit to some more recent country like very the very poppy you know country music that's often called bro country um jimmy buffett is is right there and it's kind of the 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 thinking man's bro country <laughs> yeah or the or the middle-aged man's bro country right yeah, yeah, yeah. like this is you know this is music for uh bank ceos you know like going to their vacation homes or something like that right it's grandfather bro country yeah, yeah exactly he's, he's the grandfather and like alan jackson is like the 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 father of bro country 
country or, or something like that. Um, yeah, exactly. It, 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 but I think that there is, you know, I think what is really interesting about Jimmy Buffett is that that so there's a few things in terms of the for realness. Like, I mean, what what I mean this is that it is for really intention uh, designed to be played at his Margaritaville restaurants and uh, and um, uh, and and things and so and uh, and resorts, right? So it's not that he it's not that Jimmy Buffett has sold out. Is that he kind of he did hit rock bottom and then on that rock bottom he is is the he found, built a palace. He built a palace on rock bottom. Uh-huh. Um, and there's something because um, there is I think the what is there in the earliest songs um, is earnest and thoughtful and especially if you listen to some of the 70s songs there's actually this very he has a very kind of keen eye for storytelling and for this combination of kind of revealing kind of elements of kind of failed relationships um, aimlessness etc um, and that yet there is also obviously this sense of, of ambition and drive and certain kinds of either actual business acumen or kind of partnership with that um and and i think that um and, and so that there's there is something there and i mean maybe i don't know maybe i'm just getting trumped here maybe he's maybe he's terrible um and uh but that that and i think on these i think there is something I mean, again, because we've talked about this over the last uh, four years, that Christmas albums are often terrible and pointless. And so I guess what I'm saying is, is that um, in some ways, the most kind of terrible and pointless uh, Christmas album is uh, is is in the way amongst is one of the more real Christmas albums. Sure. I mean, I, I'd, I, I'd maybe uh, try putting it on the, like this. Try this on for size. Right. Like in in uh, if Christmas albums are a cynical cash grab uh yes then the, yeah. then the most for real christmas album is an earnest cash grab yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly and that's exactly that's a that's a great way of putting it and this is a this is an extremely earnest cash grab um with like a version of 12 days of christmas that is entirely he plugs his sister's cookbook in 12 days of christmas right the um was it six lulu cookbooks or seven lulu cookbooks is yeah. his sister's um uh uh kind of Creole inspired golf golf inspired cookbook, which you can get on Amazon through an affiliate link. <laughs> um, and uh and and right so that his his lyrics uh practically have affiliate links in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh sure. Now I'll I'll say that like just musically, the one I responded to the best was Casey Musgraves yeah, because this no, is because because it's it's pretty like chucka chucka straight ahead, uh, you know, um, uh, kind of stuff. You know, you know what I mean. And like the a little bit like the like tropical island flavor man of like steel drums and and uh, and that's that sort of stuff. And then and then there's like a, a um, mele kaliki maka, and it's like, dude, pick a culture to appropriate. Um, <laughs> No, but but when you appropriate all the cultures, it's multiculturalism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it it was a little like it was a little hit demo on the Casio keyboard, uh, sort of uh, you know for for me musically, right? Like, uh, but. Uh, uh, yeah, but, oh, I, know, I, I, I don't, I don't disagree. I think the thing that surprised me, um, and part of what made it um, less, less terrible than I expected, and and, and likable, is that, um, and again, I've not listened to a lot of Jim, Jimmy Buffett, but like, dude has a has a decent set of pipes and is kind of this rich kind of, um, you know, you almost want him to be singing. Uh, you you almost won him duetting with Casey Musgraves. Yeah, sure. Or like he he's got a, he definitely has like an old kind of country crooner voice yeah. Yeah. that is uh yeah that's sort of classic you know that has that kind of like classic uh uh Amer- traditional American Southern twang right like and it's really yeah. there yeah there is something undeniable about it I mean it's not it's not hard to see right like why legions of of middle-aged uh middle-aged white guys in like bermuda shorts and tommy bahama polo shirts you know like uh 
pull their boats on trailers into arena parking lots and unload six tons of sand that they've brought in with a pickup truck uh, to create a fake beach, uh, you know, and and to uh, barbecue, you know, sit out on it under an umbrella and barbecue for hours and hours before his uh, his concerts. I mean, I think that they've they've like cracked down on this a little bit because it's very hard for the venues to clean up uh, the kind of vandalism that the uh, that the Wait, so they, 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 don't, do. they, they don't they don't carry their sand out with them that's horrible <laughs> they, are these my people <laughs> yeah you've uh, yeah exactly you've baptized yourself into a uh, into an ecologically unfriendly uh, group of group of people um, I guess if you're like you're following them like following Jimmy like the dead, you'd have to like load the sand back onto the pickup and and move on to the, you know, move on to the next, move on to the next venue. Um, okay, I, I, yeah, the, that, right. The, I was just gonna say the other. The, I mean, the, I mean, the, I, I think the other one. I mean, there are in in all seriousness, several of these songs are. I think the most baffling of the song selections, you know, because there are, especially in listening to these, there are several repeats across the albums. Sure. Well, I'm sure we'll talk in a bit about Mele Kalikimaka. Um, but like, I think that, you know, because on a Christmas album, it's often a lot more. I mean, actually, this segues well with what we were talking about last week with the Hamilton mixtape, right? It's a lot of kind of mixtape making because there's, you know, generally a fixed set of established Christmas songs. And obviously, you can write some originals. Um, I think. I think the Buffett album has the fewest originals. I think it has three originals. Um, it has uh, Driving the Pig, um, What I Didn't Get for Christmas, which I believe was purpose written for him, um, and uh, Santa's Soul Thanksgiving. Um, and that's uh, and, and all the others. I think that Casey Musgraves has maybe four originals, um, and uh, and she and him is maybe 50-50 originals and, um, and kind of standards or, or covers. Um, but I think that the one that is you hear the least on contemporary Christmas albums by adults is all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth, right? Because it is a kid's song, um, a kid's novelty song. Like it is even in the, the crowded field of even amongst Christmas songs, it is a novelty song, uh-huh. I mean, it's, you know, because like, you know, we've talked about this uh, in past years that almost all Christmas music is novelty music in a way. But this is especially novelty music, right? That it's it's a this uh, this really kind of goofy, you know, it, it's a song built on the lisp that happens when a child has no two no front teeth. Um, but like sung by Jimmy Buffett. My first thought was that, like, you know, that the, and this, I was kind of thinking about this, like overarching, you know, um, uh, uh, Jimmy Buffett, like out of sequence narrative, in which he like wakes up and has like his teeth, his front teeth have been knocked out, <laughs> and he ha- and he has no recollection of of where he is or how he got there. He just is um, laying laying in a gutter, right? Like his teeth yeah. bleeding on the on the curb, right? Like uh, uh, just <laughs> margarita salt just caked down the side of his face. Yeah, exactly. And, and so that was my first kind of read of that. And I guess I, I so I started to like the album because of my own embellishment <laughs> and, and the own backstory that I wrote. Um, but then as I listened again, though, I think the other interpretation of it is about the kind of, you know, aging boomers, right? Aging, aging baby boomers and kind of post post baby boomers. Uh, and kind of it's the, you know, the, the, the and maybe the end this has been done before, but I, I liked the geriatric version um of the of the song um and it kind of bookends either the geriatric version or my kind of um you know jimmy buffett uh uh in medias race uh kind of waking up um i i feel it connects actually to the gender flipped baby it's cold outside um in which uh in which jimmy buffett gets roofied yeah right uh, exactly uh, and I think that that's how he ends up losing his two front teeth um, is 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 part of my um, my my grand uh, my grand narrative. Um, I don't, Rachel, what did you make of of Jimmy Buffett um, and the Jimmy Buffett Christmas? You know, I think once you tie it to bro country, it all makes so much more sense. You know, it's like I think I think it, to me, I it, to me, you really unlocked Jimmy Buffett for me. I, I broke this thing wide open <laughs> by putting him in the context of bro country. Because if you understand him as that, like kind of tropical bro country, then he makes a lot more sense to me, right? Because he's, uh, you know, which I guess still makes him stand alone. Because I still don't think this is like 
a genre unto itself. But, you know, it, you see the lineage there with, like, all the kind of party time songs of bro country. And even, like, the Garth Brooks Friends in Low Places, right, yeah. Yeah. has, like, more in common with Wasting Away in Margaritaville than uh, than you'd like to think, you know? I mean, I can only imagine that eventually there will be a Brad Paisley Major Lazer collaborative song. That that will be the next generation of tropical tropical bro country. Tropical, it's a tropical house bro country. <laughs> yeah, tropical house bro country. <laughs> uh, you know, and so I think once you put him in that context, it's like easier to like appreciate him because you can I can understand him now. <laughs> right. I mean Diplo just saying Diplo does not shy away from the steel drum sounds. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> He's wide why embracing them. So what I'm uh, sorry, I didn't mean to, to to push you off track, Rachel. So I'm well I'm yeah, I'm glad the broishness appeals to you. Well, I mean, I think I, just, I don't know if it appeals. It just like I understand it. Cause it's not like confounding the way I think listening the idea of jimmy buffett and listening to jimmy buffett i'm like i you know i didn't even understand well until recently yeah i think that that's the thing is that i i feared jimmy buffett because i did not understand Understand jimmy Jimmy Buffett. buffett i mean until a few years ago i actually thought the um if you like pina colada song was by jimmy buffett because i thought that all of his songs had had to reference a tropical beverage um (laughs) And, and and all songs that reference tropical uh, beverages are by Jimmy Buffett. Buffett. I thought it was like a um, – I thought there was a kind of perfect Venn diagram overlap. Uh, and I learned that they are they are not – that song is not by him. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, it's not. And it's very much not – also not really about pina coladas. It's about no. like cheating on your spouse with your spouse. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I think that – right. Spoilers. They, yeah, you got to keep, well, you gotta keep things interesting. Spoilers, spoilers for the pina colada song. <laughs> I mean, that would be that's almost like a uh, an old fashioned sonnet cycle. That's like something that someone would write in the Renaissance where there's like, you know, 40 sonnets, each about a different kind of flower. Right. Doing the uh, doing the uh, every tropical cocktail like there's the pina colada song, the Mai Tai song, the margarita song, the, uh, the rum swizzle song. Right. Exactly. And uh, yeah, exactly. And anything that you could buy at a tiki bar. Right. Like mm-hmm. uh, you get so- you get songs for all of these. That would be a wonderful sort of song sequence um, kind of art song, contemporary art song project. Just just putting it out there. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Mar- Margarita lead. Now, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think though, you know, as a result, I I can understand him. I don't necessarily like the mixtape he's created and, in your terminology, <laughs> but like certainly his mixtape is no more terrible than the other mixtapes we listen to. Rachel, do you, if you had to give an award for most terrible of the mixtapes, uh, upon whom would you bestow that or- honor? Ooh, I I would say the she and him Christmas party. Yeah, let him have it. <laughs> I would say let's she go. And party do it. Was do it. The worst of the like mix of songs. Yeah, pull up that set list, right? <laughs> <laughs> let's pull up this mixtape set list. Um, it's you know what is wrong with she and him. Um, let me count the ways. Let me. I think. <laughs> I think what's sort of like the most annoying is that how everything has this like uh, jazziness that like <laughs> I, I think in my I did there's too many like bad like mall jazzy or little jazzy songs that I don't know. I, I think that is the point, I guess, in like the kind of presentation of the Christmas album and like the song choices, but they really lean very hard into some sort of like I don't know something that would is some sort of like uh, they really lean hard on like this Dean Martin, you know, and jazzy jazzy standards, like all the but like without leaning into like you know those people would have done like actually good Christmas songs, <laughs> like they would have actually sang some of the more religious songs and like this is just all songs about like snow and winter and and and. Shit like that. Yeah, the, it's, the, I don't, it's it's the worst of the worst. Yeah, also, too. Sure. Like songs. you also have you you gotta like you can't leave that litany of criticism off without saying like the quality is bad. It's badly sung. Right. The the whole thing sounds like it's on lewds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I I just sort of don't. 
I just sort of don't get it because I, I know those two people are capable musicians, right? Like, and, and the like, so the, the kind of the lackadaisical careless quality is a pose and it's a shitty pose, you know, it's a, it's a terrible, it's a terrible thing to try to, to be, uh, something other than excellent. No, and I think, you know, the worst example of that kind of pretentious, jazzy phrasing that I think you're kind of hinting at and I'm I'm also annoyed with is a he'll be coming down the chimney, yeah. He'll be coming down the chimney, yeah. It's so, like, tossed off and nasal and annoying. It's, like, it's the worst. I, I, I just like... It's, it's the idea of jazz by someone who's never actually heard jazz, <laughs> jazz singing. Yeah, it, it's awful. It's awful. He'll be coming down the chimney it's it's to me it's like that song is really like emblematic and that phrasing of that in that song is like why why these songs are so terrible yeah it's that is like that like choice to do this kind of weird phrasing like that over and over i want to i want to jump in on a few things of this i mean i think this is interesting because like as i mentioned at the top this is the second she and him christmas album um and the first one is different Right, the first one is much more of an indie folk um, Christmas album, and is a lot better. Uh, the singing styles and the instrumentation are are very different. Um, and this one, it, as you, I mean, you can kind of see this just in the both. I mean, there's not too much of a difference in the way they're costumed, but I think especially on the um, album art itself. There are starlights. They're the little starlights, right? So it has this kind mm-hmm. of um, flourish that is very, like, 1950s, like, late 50s, early 60s. 60s. Yeah. Um, very kind of, like, jet age um, type of thing. And so, and I think that, a, and a lot of the songs uh, on this album um and actually, I think this is weirdly something um, that actually cuts across all three of the albums is a lot of these songs are from the 50s or 60s. Um, I guess if I had asked a question, um, I think one of the questions I would have asked of you guys is, are these um, albums attempting to make Christmas great again? <laughs> um, uh, and and not that I, and not that they're making it Christian again, because it's not that there, no. there are no religious songs on any of these albums, right? Shockingly, right? So it, this is the the pagan pagan uh, pagan capitalist uh, uh, Christmas um, of the fifties, right? It's nostalgic pagan capitalist Christmas. Sort of. I mean, I, I I would say that there are two. There are actually two modes. There's the Jimmy Buffett mode, and then there's the Casey Musgraves and she and him mode. Um, like the fact that uh the Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas song yeah. is is on both of those records, like that was a, a staple of my childhood, right? And so yeah. I so a little bit I think what this signals is that we've aged into a demographic that is now worthy of pandering to. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And that that like we can't we've at, we're actually old enough for nostalgia, and that is uh, terrifying to contemplate. Um, but it does mean that uh, that there will be more media release that flatters our prejudices. So it's not all bad, I suppose. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's it's interesting. I think that the song. I mean, I guess kind of going to the song that cuts across all three albums. I mean, I guess to kind of fit with your theory, right? So, Mele Kalikimaka is a nineteen, I think, fifty song. Um, I believe, um, like early fifty, fifty one. Um, and so, I guess you know, I it's an interesting kind of thing of. You know, it lends some of that 50s-ishness to Jimmy Buffett as well. But it, in some ways, it's on Jimmy Buffett's album because it's tropical, right? It's from mm. a, it's from a warm place. Yeah. Um, it is it is it is part of the sea sun. Yeah, and it's part of his truth, really, right? Like <laughs> I live in a warm place. I have like this is a kind of Christmas. It's more like speaking to his truth of like living in a warm Christmas. Yes, place. speak your truth, Jimmy Buffett. Yes. <laughs> Whereas I think for for the other two albums is a lot more about like I think you're right. Like they throw back the um, the sound and like the 
you know, the 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 weird like retro mid century ish or fifties, sixties. Well, right, because like not. on there, it like on she and him, it kind of um it it, it ultimately ends up re- uh, resonating with must be Santa um mm-hmm. and with Run Run Ru- Rudolph to an extent and Marshmallow World, right, mm-hmm. um, which are all more or less of that era. Um, and on Casey Musgraves, um, Mele Kalikimaka resonates um with um oh what i i want a hippopotamus for christmas right uh and rudolph the red-nosed reindeer um Mm -hmm. which are kind of more of that era um and so i think that yeah we'll get to casey musgraves in a bit um but yeah i i do think that that um that they do partition that way. The Jimmy Buffett's is uh, stuff is from a little more of a broader range. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's like you say, it's on there for the islandness um, of it all. I think the one she and him cover I want to talk about, cause it's a little different um, than what we've been discussing is, um, is the one I quoted at the top is their cover of the Mariah Carey song. Yeah. Um, Actually, the two I want to talk about are the cover of the Mariah Carey song and Run Run Rudolph. Yes, I agree. Run Run Rudolph was actually, I think, one of the better standouts. Yeah, what, what, I mean, what jumped out about that, that one to you? Starting well, there? I think I like that one because there, I think, there is still the nod to the 60s, but it's like a different 60s. It's like a, I think it's like, oh, what if Lou Reed in the Velvet Underground sang Run Run Rudolph? Let's right. do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it made me really just imagine the, like, Velvet Underground and Nico Christmas album, album, right? Like, I'm waiting for my Santa man. As is I know place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. <laughs> I mean, that would be cool. I would listen to that. <laughs> Like that's that's an affectation that I can get behind. I can get behind that. <laughs> uh, no, I, I so I like that one. I felt like that one actually worked, and kind of wish there were a few more touchstones to like that 1960s rather than like the you know the the other songs. There's um, something. I mean, there's something about Christmas and Christmas albums that that go to that like ye oldy traditional culture uh, kind of place, right? Like, and so it's a, a, almost a subculture kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. Is it that that would be a real departure to do kind of a subculture thing for uh, as a Christmas album? And I don't think as as cynical or earnest cash grabs. I don't think these are necessarily. Uh, I, any of these albums is necessarily up to that, up to that challenge. I mean, I, you know, to a certain extent, Casey Musgraves may, maybe, but, um, with her like depressive song about how Christmas is a bummer, uh, the, but, but like, uh, you gotta, I feel like you gotta evoke the fifties. You gotta evoke, evoke the, like the Don Draper fifties, you know what I mean? Like, uh, fifties and sixties, you got, you can't invoke the Lou Reed fifties and sixties in the same way that like, you have to invoke like Victorian, uh, Victorian images of, of Christmas stuff. And you can't evoke, I don't know what, what, I don't even know what the alternative, uh, what depression era. Or <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I've, I've made a garland of stale bread that we can, we can boil is it, later. Is it a Judy garland? Children gather round the oil drum and listen to the, you know, to the broken radio on the junk pile. Judy Garland is singing. <laughs> <laughs> and we will muddle through somehow. Um, I mean, I think that this is interesting. So, I mean, this is kind of a re- repurposing something I said earlier. I mean, in that way, in that lens, if is Christmas music inherently conservative, <laughs> whether or not it's religious? Mm-hmm. Um, or can there be progressive Christmas music? <laughs> Prague Christmas? <laughs> well, uh yeah, I mean that's I guess that's sort of the argument that that's sort of the argument that I'm that I'm making is that it is it is sort of inherently conservative because it it I don't know the holidays involve I mean I'm sure this is something that we've talked about now that we've done uh four of these like there's this sort of melancholy built into the holidays because you're always fucking up uh you're always fucking it up, right? Like you're always failing to live up to the ideal. Um 
whether it's the ideal of like Jesus, whether it's the ideal of a Norman Rockwell painting, whether it's the ideal of like being 70 and standing on your paddleboard, whether it's the ideal of being at a, you know, at a, uh, she and him Christmas party, right? Like, uh, that, that these, um, this, this failure is sort of built into the, is built into the idea. Um, uh, and that's uh i and and i guess the like the kind of like the exhausted drugged out you know uh zoe deschanel is a mother now which she may not have been the last time they they uh released uh yeah because uh, her her kid's not that old so in in 2011 you know this this is a christmas album of a mother who's been dragging ass all around town like buying presents and like taking care of everything and like has has just like is is exhausted uh and a little bit disgusted by the obligations of family and having the the sort of the burden of creating this sort of domestic uh bliss for everyone else um, <laughs> I, I love the idea that, that- I mean, that actually is a good explanation that like make a Christmas album was just something that was on her very long to do list. Right. So she crossed it off her to do list. Right. Um, <laughs> it's interesting because I think um, so I have like kind of I, I have like a con- conflicting opinions about this. OK, I do think I think when you choose like the more secular songs on the one hand, um it's like I think just like by default it's more inclusive because are there more like secular songs about winter? Yeah. But then it turns the whole genre into basically like an extended like sweater weather, pumpkin spice latte, like season two, right? Yeah. So it's like the same kind of like dumbass basic AF things like about pumpkin spice lattes and apple picking and don't you know whatever go seasonal gourds right like there's season number two which is like winter winter spice latte season there's you know eggnog see whatever you want to call it eggnog yeah eggnog latte season for sure that's that's a thing that's a thing right it's like it just becomes part of the general less basic Um, you know and like so i don't know on the one hand like commercializing christmas as much as it's commercialized and sort of, you know, does make it kind of a more generally inclusive experience, right? Like everyone can be a part of it, but it's, it, it does like, it does kind of leech out of it. Like the, like a lot of, of like the emotion and like a uh, resonance of like the solemnity. If it's like a religious, you know, if it's like religious for you, um, and so I don't know, but then as a result, though, like I, it's hard. These songs never have like a lot of emotional resonance because they're fucking pumpkin spice lattes, you know? They're not. <laughs> they're not like they were not written to be like, you know. No one wrote Winter Wonderland to make you cry. No or, one wrote or the fucking chipmunk song or right? the chipmunk song, right? No one wrote the chipmunk song, so you would think like. Wow, our savior is here and he's gonna die for our sins. You know? <laughs> it's like it like it wasn't written to remind you of that. Jesus <laughs> Or like or the or even the idea of something that solemn, you know? Like cause you right, because like it's like, okay, you don't believe it, but like the the you know, these songs do not are not solemn, right? Yeah. They're Ready? not solemn and they're not reverent. And so like they're not gonna make you feel feelings. Yeah. Ready, um, Ready Simon? Most- Ready, ready, Peter. Ready, ready, Jesus. Ready, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, no, I think that that's exactly right. I think the one that does have weirdly the most solemnity kind of is the Mariah Carey, Carey song, song. No, right? yeah, because I think she's like, I think that has real like emotion. She's, you know, why? Because she's actually talking about rejecting like commercial, is it like materialistic things? Right. I she's don't like, want, want a lot, lot for, for Christmas. Christmas. Right. right. She wants, she wants like the the love of this partner. And by right? the way, that's that's the one. I like that. That is the song that that uh, that has been written lately. That I feel like has entered the actual canon. Yeah, along- sure. I think so. Yeah, yeah, alongside White Christmas and uh, you know, I don't know other ones that are like more Great American Songbook era. Um, 
like uh, uh, that that are non traditional, non like ye olde English songs like Twelve Days of Christmas or whatever. Uh, that that is the one that that has kind of um, that's the one that 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 is the most uh, canonical now. Um, and and yeah, and and the well, I mean, what do you feel like the she and him cover does to it though, right? Like because uh, it's not it's definitely not the mariah carey vocal pyrotechnics it's you know uh, there are significant problems with intonation phrasing pitch rhythm <laughs> i you know i almost feel like uh, you know the only thing that like sort of maybe does differently or adds is like just different production right like i think the mariah carey song just has like a kind of whatever backing track, right? But I agree that, like, you know, let's take her vocals and even, like, the backing vocals in that song and just maybe give them, like, updated, like, some updated other instrumentation. Right. Well, yeah, I think, I mean, putting it differently, I I feel like, and I guess this has always been there, but I think the way, what are, one of the things that she and him's arrangement does is kind of reveal the kind of Phil Spector roots of the song, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And, and kind of, and, and reveals by both stripping it down and slowing it down, like just the very good, like bones of the song. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And, and I think that that itself is, is a service. And I think by, by slowing it down, it kind of connects to sort of what you're saying of the kind of very hectic Christmas Um, that it, it, there is a moment of, by singing this song that often has this very kind of frantic uh, and overheated energy um, in this slightly more reflected, more reflective way of it's like taking a breath, right? It's taking a breath while ticking off your Christmas to-do list. For for what it's worth, I felt that way about Jimmy Jingle Bell Rock on the Jimmy Buffett uh, yeah. album as well right like at at first i thought like well this is a pretty slow tempo to take this song at but then i thought you know what i'm feeling chill i'm feeling like an eggnog latte <laughs> yeah i mean exactly make it spike yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah jimmy buffett's eggnog, rum in it yeah i was gonna say uh, uh, yeah jimmy buffett's eggnog latte has rum in it for sure um yeah i think that that's right but i think that there, i think that that is the virtue of um of of that arrangement of all i want for christmas uh is you um and it's and it's what makes it one of the stronger songs on the she and him um album um i want i want to make sure we get a chance to talk about the case Musgrave's Christmas album. Um, I mean, Matt, you said that there were at least sonically and in terms of some of what she did. Um, was, was this your favorite of the three? Yeah, it was. I think it was my favorite of the three, just because I felt like I, it's funny. I wasn't. I I almost wasn't even connecting with them as as, as social projects. You know what I mean? As sort of artistic as artistic statements of any kind. I was just sort of putting them on in the background while I while I went around my day, uh, went about my day, and stressed about how I haven't uh, shopped for enough uh, uh, enough uh, Christmas gifts for people and stuff. Um, but so I so it was just the the music and the kind of the like the the straight ahead kind of Casio keyboard arrangements of the Jimmy Buffett album or the 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 truly bizarre kind of lackadaisical um you know on on Lude's sort of she and him Christmas party like uh it's uh um uh, the, with the the Casey Musgraves one, where there's some like there's some like country pop, there's some uh, kind of rockabilly stuff, there's some some good Western swing, there's like a, a Latin number or two, uh, and and then there's a couple of like pop bangers, the one the like the silver and gold uh, uh, Bo, bows one is is like more poppy than it is country, um, or ribbons and bows, yeah. Uh, is then then uh then it is uh i i just felt like there was a level of kind of competent production uh there and a level of uh like good musicianship that that was was satisfying to me uh, yeah i think i, I can't I cannot argue with that at all and she she sings very well and the um and the originals are 
kind of unmistakably Casey Musgrave songs, right? Um, like especially kind of um, Christmas makes me cry. Um, and what are you the, doing? New Year's Eve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those the most felt the most like Casey Musgrave songs, at least in terms of both the songwriting and especially Christmas makes me cry in terms of like the melancholy. I, I do think what I was, you know, missing and, you know, what we talked about when we talked about, um, pageant material, um, uh, is the kind of sort of incisive kind of social criticism of uh, her songs. And that's very much not here. Um, and, and I guess you, you have maybe a little bit on, of that in very subtle ways on the, um, on the, the Willie, the Willie nice Christmas song, right? Cause she makes the statement about inclusivity, right. Um, and about like kind of getting high and, and like, that's her chill song, right. Uh, as, as, well, yeah, it's less inclusivity than integration. I mean, I, I almost, like that, that, that line of, um, it's something I've been, been thinking about a lot because like a lot of one of the threads of, of post-election commentary has been like the, the, uh, the left is killing itself with this so-called identity politics. And I, I mean, I think that on, on its face, uh, that's BS, but I think there is a more sophisticated critique you can develop along those lines. And, uh, and, uh, a lot of the kind of the, like the centrist voices are talking about, well, when I was, you know, when I was growing up, we, in the first civil rights area we talked about integration and not uh and not like uh diversity you know and we should be talking about like uh integration and like forming an american identity which means everyone should be more like white dudes is you know is more or less the the claim and that 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 like um there's like an integration move in this song where it's you know uh happy hanukkah merry christmas happy kwanzaa or i mean like they she plays with the 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 words a little bit to kind of make them rhyme, which is maybe a little trivializing. And then it's like, uh, uh, the, the, the punchline of that run is that because it's all the same, you know what I mean? And, and it's most emphatically not all the same. Um, but, uh, but I, you know, I, I, I guess the most generous thing you can say is that if you get high enough, it doesn't really matter. Uh, that, uh, that it's all that, you know, there are all these sort of different holidays. Like I, I suppose they're all the same in that every holiday is a good, is a good excuse to, uh, is a good excuse to get high. So, you know, fair enough that like, uh, yeah, that it's not like a trenchant, it's not like a trenchant critique of Americana, uh, the way you get in, in pageant material. Yeah. It's, it's a high bar, but it's, it's a high bar that she set herself. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I wouldn't expect that of most other Christmas albums, but I think that, I mean, I guess that, um, it, it is, it is interesting. Like the selection is very, um, all across the board. I guess that this is a case where I could have even expected weirdly would have wanted like a religious song or something like yeah, that. Right? No. <laughs> or even, I mean, maybe this is silly, but like, I, I don't know why people can like interpose like songs with even like some of their own content too or something i mean is it like so maybe it's too wrong it's wrong to like take oh holy night and then like it's like i don't know lyrically turns you know i i don't know but yeah i just some i do think like there there could have been um there yeah i think there could have been more opportunity for kind of more of the uh more of the uh kind of sad like the trenching criticism i mean do you mean like like with willie nelson would it have been like you know fall on your knees oh take a christmas bong hit (laughs) (laughs) i guess so right yeah that'd be like the kind of more yeah (laughs) divine oh weed when christ was born yeah, that little little known fact that the 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 manger that the Christ child was laid in was just lined with ganja. That it. <laughs> yeah, that's what the, the yeah. wise men brought. Frankincense, uh, <laughs> yeah. myrrh, and weed. Yeah, that's the. Um, yeah, those are just fancy words for for dank herb. Yeah, yeah, they're just different. They're different varietals. They're different strains. Yeah, if you go to yeah, you, your uh, medical your medical pot dispensary will will be able to explain to you all the different kind of uh, varietals you can get, like frankincense and myrrh. 
I mean, I guess another version of that kind of thing. I mean, this is an extreme example, and this wasn't even exactly um, uh, released at, on a Christmas album, but is the Simon and Garfunkel um, Silent Night, sure. right? Where where they have it's a where it's a kind of a sound collage uh, with the uh, the news right uh, over top, right, and it's news of kind of you know. You know, civil rights of de- the death of uh, Lenny Bruce, right? Um, of kind of anti-Vietnam War protests, um, Nixon, right? That it's and uh, and and I'm not saying that that's what all Christmas albums should be, but that I, I do think that I again I feel like there was a a a missed some missed opportunities um, here, just given what I know of Casey, the rest of kind of Casey Musgraves' project. Um, well. Even like it, you know, like on that note, like there could there's missed opportunity even in doing. And I'm gonna I'm gonna launch into my pet peeve. Yeah, do it. All right, I know it. I know what it is. Yeah, no, ride ride the hobby horse. Yeah, she, you know, there's a missed opportunity in doing. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Which so here's my pet peeve, um, is that the song the version that gets done most often has hang a shining star upon the highest bow. And I, I really hate that. So I really hate bit. that because um, the original version, the version I think, you know, the version Judy Garland did. Um, in Meet and Me the, in St. Louis. In Meet Me in St. Louis has a, we'll have to muddle through somehow, which I think is so much more like wistful and upsetting and depressing. And I, I just, I do not like, and apparently the reason we have hang a shining star upon the highest bow is that Frank Sinatra wanted a more jolly version of this song. So I, I find the whole project like really annoying that this song got jollied up when it's like a sad song. I think it deserves to be performed as a sad song. <laughs> and I think it's just like in, in time, in iteration after iteration, it's turned into like a cheerier song that it should be. Um, and I think there's a missed opportunity for her to give it a little more because even her version is like more still, I think, a little slow, a little subdued, but like uh, more on the cheery version than not like more, more cheery. Um, I don't know. I think this is a song that like in its bones is sad and emotionally resonant and like wistful. And 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 it's like none of that is like here. Totally. It's um, even just like the idea of if the fates allow, right, uh, like bespeaks a, 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 a certain amount, a certain lack of control over yeah. events. Right. And that that is like that that kind of surrender to the 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 ups and downs of fate, you know, is uh, uh, is built into the DNA of the song. Right. Like the. um the, I, I think the, the Judy Garland version in the musical actually is like, someday soon we all will be together if the fates allow. So it's not even, it's not even guaranteed that the, like, the family will reunite. Until then we'll have to muddle through somehow. And then the, the cheery, the jolly version is, um, through the years, uh, we all will be together if the fates allow, uh, hang a shining star upon the highest bow. And that's, that's a little more, uh, a slightly more triumphal way of, of, of saying the same thing. So yeah, I mean, it, 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 uh, it definitely, so you want, you want, and, and I, so maybe you agree with me that like, there is this kind of sadness, uh, there is this kind of sadness that's, that's built into, to Christmas songs. Yeah, yeah, I'll, and I'll, this is maybe the most sad Christmas song of the good American. I mean, songbook. you know, Rudolph, Rudolph is a victim of bullying, of schoolyard bullying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah, no, this song in particular, I think, is just like the saddest. Well, and I and and uh, you know, shout out to uh, to James Taylor for being one of the few kind of um, singers uh, that I've that uh, that we've found who captures that actual spirit. And actually, both in in the vocal performance, which is so sad <laughs> and so and so good, right? Uh, so well sung, um, and uh, and then and then he uh, and he sings the original version, the muddle 
fiddling through version. Um, and you know, uh, given that the last time we um, we heard James Taylor's music was at a Hillary Clinton um, election event, like I mean, like this is definitely like you know the the soundtrack of the very sad Clinton Christmas party. <laughs> yeah, no, this is our Simon and Garfunkel Silent Night. We're gonna juxtapose like images of. Trump or like <laughs> Kelly and Godwin. <laughs> well, the Judy, well, either Judy Garland or James Taylor's version play. Sings, yeah, sings the, uh, <clears throat> um, the thing. By the way, she and him called the election for Hillary and, uh, did, yeah, right? Like, uh, isn't that in, uh, uh, maybe in Must Be Santa or something else where it's like, Something, something, something. Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, must be Santa, must right, be Santa. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they, uh, you know. That's, and that's, that's cribbing from, what is it, Dylan's version of that song, I think. Um, I think Dylan does a version of that song where he lists presidents. Yeah. Um, and so they, they update it. Um, they also, on um, Winter Wonderland, uh, they, instead of uh, Parson Brown, the second time around, they say Jerry Brown, uh-huh. uh, I believe, <laughs> yeah. because, ooh, they know the government. Um, and uh yeah so well i guess i guess we've muddled our way through another christmas have we i mean can i can i can i uh, can i just ask a final question to get to to send us off into the cold winter night to to pick up an eggnog latte um it's uh, uh have we ruined christmas is christmas ruined in Christmas, who's we? Uh, like the three of us, yes, or like all of us collectively as a society. No, no, not 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 the society. The three the three of us. I mean, if oh, the, the if us. the mission statement of our annual Christmas podcast is to ruin Christmas, right? I feel like with uh, with bright eyes, we we did ruin Christmas. You know, um, have we uh, have we ruined Christmas this year? I mean, I ruined our Christmas because now, um, I, you know, I, what Rachel doesn't know, but her Christmas present is actually a trip to the Margaritaville Resort. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you, spo- you spoiled Christmas, right? Which, uh, <laughs> which is different from ruining it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's spoiled in that. Yes, I've told her, but like, like, let's just be clear. That's not what Rachel wants. <laughs> uh, you know, I think if anyone ruined Christmas, it's it's definitely she and him. <laughs> they, they ruined Christmas by like uh, coming over with their stupid bourgeois liberal platitudes in my kitchen. <laughs> and then like, I don't know. And then, but they like live on trust funds. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what like, that's what the she and him Christmas album is like, is like your annoying friend who like, uh, you know, hasn't like fought through their opinions. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you, uh, yeah. You know, who hasn't ignored the white working class, Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit, um, and yet also the um, suburban women also like him. Very <laughs> Jim, Jimmy Buffett, twenty twenty. Let's hope he hangs on that long. Yeah, Buffett, Buffett West, twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, no. She and him is like not only that, they're also like the you know, so if you look on Etsy, you can get like fourteen different versions of a Drake ugly Christmas sweater that says, and I know when those sleigh bells ring. I mean, it's yeah, like that's really, what they're really fourteen versions. Yeah, there's like like at least like there's like a like two pages of different sellers with this sweater. <laughs> so, I mean, this is what like she and him is. It's like the it's like the experience of going on Etsy. And finding 14 versions of the same ugly Christmas sweater. <laughs> right. It's that, right. Cause like the, the, the thing that you think is special and quirky is not special and quirky at all. No. <laughs> um, I think though, all right. So kind of to, to turn this uh, on its head, I mean, I think that, you know, the thing that we, 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 one of the ideas that we've cashed out in all of our Christmas episodes is that Christmas is always already ruined uh, in part because there are these, um, these these expectations that it will live up to some ideal um and i think weirdly by kind of like even in this spate of um you know some of the most kind of 
commercial, um, earnestly commercial uh, Christmas albums and earnestly secular and kind of generally cheerful, even if there's a bit of melancholy. I think weirdly, right, like by finding the bummers uh, and finding the kind of dissatisfaction um, and and so on, 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 on the one hand, that that does ruin Christmas, that it ruins the Christmas that um, is being sold to us. Um, but by kind of by trolling it, by by imagining Jimmy Buffett's like, you know, roofied teeth knocked out haze, um, you know, by by um, by imagining um, Zoe Deschanel's um, uh, eggnog spice latte right? that, that we like, you know, Christmas is already ruined, um, but by by ruining it ourselves in our special way, we, um, we, we make it succeed. Yeah. The best, the best Christmas is the one you ruin yourself. Well, the best Christmas is the one you ruin together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, I, I think, and I think there's like, I think you really only have two approaches to Christmas. You either like embrace the sadness and like really dig into those feelings and like the, like and, and really and maybe embrace like solemnity and reverence and sadness and like deep thoughts or you treat it like an unmitigated eggnog party. <laughs> right. And like eggnog parties have no expectations. There's no sense that you're going to like reconnect, reconnect with your family or finally understand them. It's like just treat it like just treat it like sweater weather unlimited like. You know, it's there's no like feel there's no like expectation of like emotional connection or um, relevance. It's just like a fun season in which we drink and eat certain things and there's certain colors and experiences in the environment. Rachel, it's not a season. It's a sea, son. And and with that, we will we will drift off to the sea, son, uh, on on our on on our great big Christmas paddleboard, um, uh, with our our cavalier King Charles spaniels by our side, um, wearing our sunglasses, um, and and our and our hippopotamus and our two front teeth, um, and Rudolph pulling the way. Um, so if you want to ruin our Christmas, or if we ruined your Christmas, let us know. Uh, let us know which of these albums ruined your Christmas the most or the least. Uh, if you have another Christmas album of this year that you've been listening to, let us know. Um, you can uh, hit us up on Twitter at TFT Podcast um, uh, or on the show notes at overthinkingit.com uh, or on Facebook where Theory for Turntables. Um, so uh, go ahead and enjoy. We're, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll still be in 2016. We'll have one last 2016 record for you. Uh, and then we time travel um, with the new year back to the 1990s, um, back to the early 90s. Um, and so uh, so in some ways, our nostalgia that we're living in now uh, is suiting as well. But rather than a nostalgia for the 50s, it's a really nostalgia nostalgia for the time where that I want pandered to uh, of 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 flannel and new jack swing and so that is right on the uh, horizon um but uh while we're there and while we're sipping our eggnog lattes with or without rum um just know that we'll be here in margaritaville keeping it real